You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, this is Connie and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. It is awesome to be back here with you. I'm doing something a little different on the podcast today and in this episode I'm going to be sharing an audio from a recent Instagram live that I recorded and in this live I was speaking about my journey of healing my relationship to my feminine energy and I share more about the practices that have really supported me with this work over the past six years. And as you'll hear me speak about in this audio, I spent many years operating from my masculine energy without even realizing. I really thrived on this energy in a lot of ways, and I never thought to question it or address it in any way. I had no real awareness of feminine and masculine energies and what they looked like within us, and I had no idea that mine were a little bit out of balance. I honestly used to really thrive on being a very driven, ambitious, action-focused, goal-orientated, somewhat controlling woman. And it took some pretty big wake-up calls, including running myself into the ground through my work addiction and many failed relationships before I realized just how disconnected I was from my feminine And for me, this looked like really struggling with feeling and expressing my emotions difficulty connecting with my body and instead living really in my head. A lot of troubles with being vulnerable, either with myself or with other people, expressing my wants and needs. I really struggled with receiving. I was very good at giving, but not really opening up and receiving or surrendering or releasing control. I really pushed away and in a lot of ways rejected my feminine and I saw her as being needy and weak and over-emotional and unproductive. And in this Instagram live that I shared and in the audio that you'll hear in this episode, I share about the pivotal moment that this all changed for me and the really quite divinely orchestrated events that guided me onto the path of healing to finally awaken my feminine essence and more deeply express and embody all of these beautiful qualities. I also share with you some starting points to help you come deeper into connection with your own feminine, to heal your relationship to your inner feminine, to get out of your head and come more deeply into your body and to more fully feel and embrace your emotions. I honestly feel that this work is so important for us as women. I know it's easy to not prioritize it and perhaps at the moment it doesn't feel like a priority to you or perhaps like me you don't have any real awareness around whether you're connected to your feminine or not and maybe it's not something you've really thought much about. But after doing this work honestly behind the scenes for the past six years, really deep in my own personal life, it has brought me to the most magical place. I not only feel more full and whole and radiant and confident in myself than I ever have, but this work has honestly allowed me to become literally magnetic to money, to be able to create a nourishing and abundant business that I love and to manifest a really healthy, supportive and loving relationship with an incredible man. So I'm excited to share this audio with you. After I recorded it, I just felt like it was really important to share. I didn't end up putting it up on IGTV, but I wanted to put it in the podcast. So I hope you really enjoy listening to it. 
Before we dive into that audio, just two quick things. Firstly, if you want to learn more about balancing your inner feminine masculine energies and you want to understand a little bit more about what these energies are, listen to episode 88 of Awaken Radio because I take a deeper dive into these energies in that episode and so you'll find a lot more detail in there for you. That's episode 88 of Awaken Radio. And the second thing I want to mention just quickly is that there's only a few remaining spaces in my upcoming women's group coaching program. We begin on the 9th of March and I'm bringing together our community now in the pre-work period before we kick off with our first class. And this is a really powerful intimate three-month journey where you'll be really closely mentored by me to do this inner healing work around your feminine, your body, your relationship with yourself, and coming more deeply into your feminine power to live from your intuition, to speak your truth, to implement your boundaries, and to integrate more of these feminine qualities of embodiment and sensuality and pleasure and joy and flow and this beautiful ease we can experience when we live in alignment with our feminine. So if you want to grab one of the final couple of places in that program, go to Connie Chapman com slash group coaching to submit an application and find out more. So let's go ahead and get into this audio. This was really inspired by some really powerful conversations that I've been having with women lately, as you will hear, and some really key things that I was hearing coming up in the language of the women I was speaking to around how they were feeling about their feminine. So that's where I open up in the live, and then you'll hear me talk a lot more about my personal journey and also share some really powerful tips with you. So I hope you enjoy this audio. So I've been having some really interesting conversations with women lately, and these are women that I've been talking to who are just my friends and my peers, and also women that I've been talking to as I've been having discovery calls for my women's group coaching program. And we've been talking about all things being a woman, and we've been talking about our feminine, the aspects of our feminine, our feminine energy, and how we feel about um, how we relate to our feminine, how we relate to these aspects of our feminine self. And the word that has come up quite a few times, and this is why I'm here to talk about this, is inconvenient. In that at times it feels to us that it's inconvenient to be a woman or to have these aspects of our feminine that need our time and our energy and our attention. And in particular, this word inconvenient came up around having emotions, you know, the particularly such a big part of being a woman that we we feel a lot. And, you know, one of the biggest things I teach and support women with is how to support yourself through your emotions, how to go into what you're feeling, how to be in your body, how to hold space for yourself and how to feel um, what you're feeling, be present with that, not avoid it, not disconnect, not work over it, not eat over it, not watch Netflix over it, but to really be with it. And I was having this really beautiful conversation with a woman the other day, which kind of showed me how far I've come in my journey with relating to my own emotions and my own feminine. And it's so cool when you have those experiences where almost aspects of you are mirrored back, aspects of your past self, or even where you can see parts of yourself now that you're still being in. But her and I were talking about this tendency that so many of us have to be stuck in our heads all the time, right? And we were talking about the power of coming into our bodies. And she was sharing her challenge with that. 
she was sharing that there's such a tendency to want to be in her mind, to be in her thinking, and particularly if she is working, to want to work over her emotions. So if if she's um, you know sat down and she's got all these things to achieve, but she's feeling some emotion that day, uh, the tendency is to just want to work over that emotion and not go and feel what she's feeling. And what I said to her was, in those moments, you're abandoning your feminine. You're neglecting your feminine. You're turning your back on your feminine and you're ignoring her. And that's quite a a confronting way to kind of describe it. But I've had to really look at that in my own life where I would resist the aspects of my feminine, the parts of myself that had needs and wants and desires and emotions and needed me. And actually in that moment were asking me to pay attention to her, to hold space for her, to listen to her, to feel what was going on and then do something to support her, to go and meet whatever need she was expressing. But my tendency, and this is our tendency when we're really in our heads and kind of more in our masculine energy is we are focused on our outcomes and what needs to get done and our plans and our schedule. And then anything that feels like it's going to take us away from that feels inconvenient. So if if it's your emotions, if it's your period, if it's something you're um, a process you're in, we go, that's inconvenient. I don't have time to step away and work through that emotion. And so I've been hearing this, just this language come up with women around this inconvenience that we feel about the aspects of our feminine self. And, you know, I was was talking to this woman about the thing. I mean, there's so many things that have transformed how I feel about being a woman and how I feel about my own feminine energy. But one of the first things was I had to stop labeling her as inconvenient. I had to stop ignoring her and I had to stop Um, abandoning her when she was asking for something from me. You know, I'm talking about my inner feminine and masculine energies here. And what was so interesting, and this is a really interesting thing to look at in relationship, was I was always attracting men who wouldn't prioritize me. Well, isn't that interesting? I wasn't prioritizing me. My inner masculine wasn't prioritizing my inner feminine when she had desires and needs and wants and emotions. I was judging her as being too much. You know, um, she just needs to get over it. She just needs to suppress that feeling and keep going. And so it's always interesting to look at, you know, the way you relate within yourself. Your own inner feminine and masculine was definitely reflected in how the external masculine relates to you as well in relationship. Which leads me on to why I started working on my feminine energy all these years ago. Because I was even, honestly, and I wonder if you were ever in the headspace of this, I was in the headspace of like, why do I even need to work on my feminine? Nothing's wrong. You know, I was a very um, ambitious, driven, action focused woman. And I liked that. I liked working hard. I liked getting my outcomes. I liked achieving. I liked making people proud of me. I liked ticking things off the to-do list. And I never thought that I needed to do any work around my feminine. I didn't really seem to me like, I don't know, a priority, (laughs) like something important to work on. And I'm going to tell you why I had to start working on it. And in fact, why I've dedicated the past six years to working on it, because I couldn't get into a relationship. 
and relationships that I would get into, I would destroy because of the energy I was embodying and because of my lack of receptivity and openness, my unwillingness to surrender and be vulnerable, my disconnection from my body and my emotions, my inability to ask for what I wanted and needed and to speak up for myself and stand in my power. I didn't know how to do any of that. I, all I knew was like control. <laughs> that was pretty much all I knew how to do. So I'm going to share with you, I had this most profound experience, which was really the catalyst for me to begin to um, prioritize this work of coming into my feminine. It was probably like, how old am I now? Oh my God, it was like six or seven years ago, maybe six years ago. I had just come out of a long-term relationship and I didn't realize at the time how much the energy I was in had contributed to the ending of that relationship, but it had. I later realized that, my work obsession. Um, I'd come out of this relationship and I'd gone through this big process of grief and like healing all the pain and heartbreak around that. And then I met someone new and I started dating someone new, but I was so closed He would often tell me I was very aloof. He told me he never knew how I was feeling. So I was very self-protective of my emotions. I was just closed, right? And then I went to a friend's wedding in Noosa. And I just love this story so much. This story was just like, you know, one of those turning points you have in your life. This was like my turning point. I went to a friend's wedding in Noosa. And at the wedding, there was this setup of a tarot card reader, a love tarot card reader. And so all the single women or all the women at the wedding were like putting our names down to go and have five minutes with this tarot reader who was going to tell us about our love life. And I got my five minutes with her and I sat down with her and she pulled she pulled a couple of cards and she pulled a card and the card she pulled was the high priest. And in, in tarot, there's the high priestess and there's the high priest. And so she pulled the high priest and she looked at me and she said, okay, you're clearly like a coach, teacher, healer, mentor. And I was like, yeah, I am. And she said, well, what's interesting is I pulled the masculine version of this card, not the feminine. We pulled the high priest, not the high priestess. And I was kind of like, well, whatever, what does that mean? And she said, honey, you're two in your masculine energy. And I was like, what? I'd never heard anyone really talk about that before. I I didn't really know what she'd meant. And she's like, this is why you haven't met your soulmate, because you're two in your masculine energy. And then she said something to me that literally, like, I will never forget. She looked me in the eyes and she said, you need to stop walking with your shoulders and you need to start walking with your hips. And I burst into tears and I was like, oh, my gosh. I literally like shoulder charge through life. (laughs) Like that's literally how I function. And the idea of moving through life, like in my hips, like that was so foreign to me. I didn't even know how I would do that. So like I was crying and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really get this, but she has struck a nerve in me. (laughs) And The next day, you know, and I really believe we're always being guided to what we need to help us heal. The next day, I happened to be at the beach with a friend of mine, Claire, and another woman, Susanna, who I'd known Susanna, but I didn't really know much about her work and, you know, what she did. And we're sitting there at the beach chatting, and Susanna's sharing that her work is all about feminine work, helping women come into their bodies, feminine embodiment, sensuality, sexuality, 
embodying those qualities. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this woman has been like divinely planted in front of me to help me. And I said to her, I'm like, I have to work with you. I don't know what I need to work on, but I have to work with you. And I spent six months working with her. And it was, it was, oh my God, it was profound in so many ways. And that was the beginning of my understanding of as a woman, understanding what it means to be a woman, understanding the power of my femininity, the importance of the integration of that energy if I wanted to be in a relationship, but also if I wanted to be able to run a business without depleting myself constantly, because that's all I knew was push, 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 push. That's all I knew. So some of the work I did with Susanna, and if you don't know Susanna Frioni, you should check her out. She is phenomenal. Some of the work we did was we uh, changed my morning practice out of journaling and we moved it into being about sacred dance. Now that was like crazy for me. I was obsessed with journaling, always in my head, analyzing, you know, working on things. And she's like, no, 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 no journaling. Every morning you're going to get up and you're going to dance. And so, and so I'd put on my underwear and I would light candles and I'd play this beautiful music and I would dance. That became my morning practice. So it was getting out of my head and into my body. She taught me about vulnerability, how to actually let people know how I was feeling, um, ask for what I was needing, express my feelings. Like, I promise you, I did not know how to do that. Like my last relationship, getting for him to get me to talk about my feelings was like pulling teeth. He would sit me down and it would take like two hours of him being like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Before I would finally cave and talk about it. I was terrified to talk about how I was feeling. Um, her and I worked on qualities like openness and receiving, right? Which are very feminine qualities because I wasn't open and I wasn't receptive. I was like, if I'm going to walk down the street, I'm going A to B, my head is down, my sunglasses are on and I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I wasn't open at all. I remember her saying to me, she gave me a couple of examples and she was like, all right, I want you to imagine you're in a cafe, you're waiting for your coffee and a guy comes to talk to you. A guy approaches you. How do you feel? And I was like, I feel awkward and I would hate that. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, that would be so embarrassing if some guy came to talk to me and then I wouldn't know if I liked him or not. And then I'd have to try to get rid of him. And then all these people would be watching. She's like, interesting. <laughs> so she could see I was totally not open. Um, another example, she's like, all right, you're walking through the markets and you see someone that you know. Are you, are you going to go and talk to them and connect with them? Or are you going to go about your, your day and just go and get all the stuff you want and go home? And I was like, I just get my stuff and go home. So she gave me these examples that helped me see, like, I'm not open. I'm not open to connection. I'm not open to receiving love and attention, all of that. So that was massive for me. We also worked on receiving. Oh, I got my garbage truck going on outside. It's nice and noisy. We worked on receiving, we worked on self-pleasure, which was huge for me because I don't think I really understood the power of allowing ourselves to experience pleasure as a woman. So we did all of this incredible work. And over the past six years, that has been a massive thing that I've been working on behind the scenes, you know? And I'm coming in to teach more about this now because 
Over the past sort of bit over a year of being in a relationship again, I have realized the only thing that's allowed this relationship to work is all of the work I've done previously on embracing and embodying my feminine. And like I've said right at the start of this video, talking to so many women who still see, um, who are still rejecting and, and pushing away and judging being feminine, being um, embracing and embodying the aspects of their feminine. Because here's the thing, we, we often tell ourselves, how will I get stuff done? How will I achieve everything if I'm really honoring my feminine? Because we judge our feminine as being unproductive and um, I don't know, she just wants to indulge in pleasure and self-care and she's not going to get anything done. But there's this beautiful fusion for us as women, right, that we need to work on. And it's so important, not only for us to call in a relationship if that's what you want, or to deepen the intimacy and polarity in your current relationship, but for us just to feel nourished and loved and appreciated and important. If you are not prioritizing your relationship with your own inner feminine, don't expect anyone else to prioritize that or see that as important, your needs, your wants, your feelings, your desires, right? So this brings me back to what I said right at the start was that this woman I was talking to, we were talking about this idea of coming out of our heads and coming into our bodies being with our emotions. And so she said to me, she's like, so what do you do these days now when you have emotion come up? And I'm aware that I have the luxury of working for myself and designing my day. But at the same time, I have a lot of pressure to show up constantly because if I don't show up, nothing happens. I don't get a paycheck, <laughs> you know, so I do have to really get into that action mode. But I've learned how to integrate the two. And so this woman and I were talking about, you know, she was saying it's really difficult for her to feel. It's difficult for her to be in her body. It's difficult for her to set aside time to honor whatever her feminine's experience is in that moment. So I said, I want to share just, just before I wrap up, I want to share just a little process that I take myself through. And there's, I mean, there's so many things I can share with you on this, but I want to give you a couple of things just to just to leave um, this. So, I mean, first of all, always is a morning practice. I think if you don't have some type of morning practice, that is a very beautiful uh, beginning point. Firstly, because the masculine is the structure of that. So it's kind of like the container and the, the time that you set. So you might say, okay, my morning routine happens between seven and eight or six and seven or five and six. Thank you for the love hearts. So that's the structure. That's your commitment. You commit to that time. But whatever unfolds in that time is guided by your feminine. So I used to be very structured in my morning routine, like, right, 6 a.m. you do this, 6.05 you do this, 6.10 you do this, 6.15 you do this. You know, that was masculine, 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 masculine. And now what I do is I set the container and the structure, but whatever unfolds in there is guided by what I feel, where I'm at in my cycle, what emotion I've woken up in, what I'm needing. And one of the most powerful things you can do with your feminine is ask her what she needs. Have you ever, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're feeling something 
and you come to your partner with it, one, isn't it the most beautiful thing ever for them to just hold space and just listen? I know as a woman, all I want my man to do is just hold space and listen to me and be present with what I'm feeling. And then maybe to ask me, all right, sweetheart, what do you need? And sometimes I'm like, I just need a cuddle. Sometimes like, I need you, you know, just reassure me that everything's okay. Um, help me with this. Can you help alleviate this problem by helping, offering, helping to offer a solution, whatever it is? But it's the most beautiful thing we can do for our feminine. Listen to her, honor her, ask her, what do you need? And then show up and do something for her. So if you wake up, and you're like, oh my God, I'm so in my head. I talked about this yesterday. I'm so in my head. My body's really tense. I feel stressed. I feel anxious. You acknowledge that. So you're acknowledging what you're feeling. You're not ignoring that. And then you ask yourself, okay, well, what, what do I need? What can I do for myself in this moment to support myself through that? And a lot of the times for me, it's I need to dance. I need to move this energy through my body. Or I want to sit in meditation for a little bit and just be present with these emotions. Or um, I'm going to stretch through it. Or I am going to journal through it. Sometimes I do. Or I'm going to do some EFT tapping to release that. So you, you want to tailor. What we do with the feminine is we tailor our approach to supporting her based on what she needs at any time. So that's incredibly important. So I would bring on some type of feminine uh, morning practice. And if you are someone that tends to be very heady in the morning, bring in something very body-based. So that's why dance is so good. Dance and stretching and like intuitive movement and yoga, self like massage, giving yourself a beautiful body massage, self-pleasure even, get into the body-based stuff. And the next thing is we have to have the courage to feel. And, I, and so much of the reason us as women don't want to be in our bodies is because we don't want to feel. We don't want to feel what's in there. So we eat over it and we scroll Instagram over it and we watch Netflix over it and we work over it and we fill our calendars over it because we don't want to feel. Um, but, you know, have you ever been with a man, like a male partner, if you are heterosexual and he has made you feel that your emotions are too much? that you're difficult, that you are um, overreacting, that you're dramatic, that you're irrational. Have you ever heard stuff like that? How much do you just shut down when a man says that to you and you're like, he doesn't understand me? And how often do we do that to ourselves? So we're feeling this emotion and we're like, oh, that's too much. I can't feel that. That's too big. That's crazy. That's messy. That's uncomfortable. So we are rejecting these aspects of our feminine. But when we really embrace the feminine, we realize she's never too much. It doesn't matter how uncomfortable, how challenging, how vulnerable, how raw, how messy, we go there. Because the feminine is messy. She is the full extremes. She is wild. She wants to be expressed. You know, your feminine never does well when someone tells her to be quiet. <laughs> have you ever been feeling a big emotion and your partner's trying to get you to be quiet? Oh my gosh, it does not go well. <laughs> I thrive when my partner just holds space for that, right? So that's what we need to do with ourselves. We've got to be willing to feel. It does not matter how uncomfortable it is, how much you um, say you're overreacting, being dramatic, I don't care. Create a safe space for yourself to feel. And if all you need to do is start by putting your hand on the part of your body where you feel it 
and you might set a timer even if you want if you're some women feel really scared they're like if I start feeling this emotion it's never going to go away I'm going to get lost in my sadness forever okay we'll set a container around that maybe set a timer for five minutes lie on the floor put your hands on your body and say okay my starting point is just to feel this for five minutes can I do that And feeling it means bringing your awareness into the sensation in your body, breathing into it, not needing to understand it or analyze it or fix it or make it go away, but just be present with your body's experience, okay? So the feeling aspect and getting into the body is important. Creating a morning practice to connect in with your feminine and listen to what she's needing and give that to her is important. And was there one more thing I was going to say? Um... You know, this is like what I was talking to this woman about. And I get it. Like if you're working in a a full-time job, a corporate job, a day job, this may not be the easiest thing to practice. Um, But working for myself, when I feel my feminine needs me, I choose her over anything else. So I might wake up and be like, okay, we've got this, 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 and this to do today. But I might wake up and there is big emotion present in my body. And so I listen to her. Now, I don't use my feminine as a reason to not get anything done, but I honor her first before I return to my work. So I don't just bulldoze forward with my heady plans and ignore her. I might actually, this is, I've done this like literally only a few days ago. I'm trying to work and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is anxiety in my belly. This is so overwhelming. I could either just push on through and ignore this and get my shit done today Or I could step away for half an hour, be with that, and then return to work. And that's what I choose to do because it's the most honoring of my feminine experience in that moment. So I will maybe come and like close the blinds, play some music, burn some essential oils, diffuse them, and just spend, you know, half an hour maybe just like asking myself, okay, what are you feeling, Connie? What's going on? What's this anxiety about? What do you need? What are you telling yourself in this moment? What's the, just being with myself and working through that. I don't always get to make the emotion go away, but my intention is just to honor it rather than ignore it. So if you work for yourself, I would suggest taking that on board as a practice, listening to your emotion when it comes up rather than ignoring it. If you work in a day job, what I used to do when I worked in a job is either I would just even go into the toilet literally for five minutes If I was feeling something, I would just go and stand in the bathroom cubicle with my hands on my, maybe my heart and my solar plexus and just breathe for five minutes and just say reassuring things to myself. It's okay. I know you're feeling overwhelmed. What do you need? Do you want to go make a cup of tea? Do you want to go walk around the block for five minutes? You know, like there's little places where you can still be connecting with her, even if you are in a work environment. So look, I can talk about this stuff till the cows come home because There is so much to this work, but I think the biggest thing, if you're a woman listening to this, the biggest thing I want you to look at as a starting point is how you feel about your feminine. How do you still hold judgment? Are you still neglecting and abandoning her and pushing her away and telling her she's too much? Do you not think that it's important to be in your feminine energy because you're great at getting stuff done and that's working for you and and you don't really care about all this feminine woo-woo stuff? But I, I want to encourage you to begin to prioritize this work because for me as a woman, it has allowed me to run a business now that is so much more nourishing, that I'm so much more magnetic and I can call in money with so much more ease. 
Um, and I'm in a beautiful relationship that deeply honors my feminine, a relationship that honestly, like I was single for six years, could not get a relationship working to save my life. <laughs> and I had to do all this work to really come into very deep intimacy in a relationship like I have now with a healthy masculine, not with one of those masculines that just dick you around. <laughs> So at the moment, I have applications open for a women's group coaching program that I'm hosting, and we are diving deep for three months into all of this work. I'm going to be mentoring you so closely, and I'm, and I'm promising you that being in your feminine does not mean you have to give up on your goals and dreams and not achieve anything and not be successful. You can have all of that in so much more of a nourishing, rewarding way and a fulfilling way, in a way where you feel deeply honored as a woman, but also deeply successful in your life. So if you're interested in working with me over the next three months on this beautiful feminine work, go to ConnieChapman.com slash group coaching. Uh, I only have a few spots remaining in that program. So if you want to be a part of that, you can go find out more or DM me if you have any questions, if you want to ask me about it. But thank you for being here. I had, yeah, just so much on my heart. I wanted to share about this. So thank you for tuning in and listening. I didn't check in with your comments because I knew I'd get distracted. But thank you for all of your feedback, your love hearts. I'm just looking through them now. Ooh, someone said here, it's the opposite with me. I'm more in my feminine in my business, which is fantastic. There's so much work though about the integration of the two. And sometimes it's just like we either are really in our feminine and we need to learn how to bring in more of that structure and that focus and that discipline and and that commitment and, and um, the, the showing up or we're too much in that energy and we need to bring in more of the feminine elements. So it's always just a beautiful balance. But thank you for listening, guys. It's been beautiful to chat with you. If you're interested in being a part of my group coaching program, send me a DM or go to ConnieChapman.com slash group coaching. And I will talk to you on my next live. Bye, guys. So I hope you really enjoyed that conversation today. It felt really important to me to share that. I know I could have re-recorded it and turned it into a podcast, but I thought, no, I'm just going to share with you the real raw in the flow conversation that came through on that live. And, and that's why I really enjoy Instagram lives because they're very in the moment and in the flow. So I hope you could really feel me and my passion and my belief in this work based on the journey that I have walked over the past six years. It's been incredibly powerful for me. So if you enjoyed this episode and you know a woman who would gain value from this conversation, please do share this episode and pass it along. If you want to share it on your stories on Instagram, tag me at Connie underscore Chapman and I will be sure to reshare your post. And I would love to hear your biggest takeaway from this episode. And if you'd like further support and you'd like to work with me over the next three months to take a deep dive into your feminine energy and your self-love practices, you can find out more about my upcoming women's group coaching program at ConnieChapman.com slash group coaching. Be sure you are subscribed to Awaken Radio so you never miss an episode. Subscribe on your podcast app on SoundCloud or Spotify so you can stay tuned on when episodes are released. Or you can also go to my website to listen to all of the past episodes because there's 95 of them up there. There's a lot for you to listen to. But thank you again for being tuned in to this week's episode of Awaken Radio. I really hope you gained a lot of value from this conversation today. And I look forward to talking to you again next time. Bye.